0: Hey there, food bloggers. Welcome to the Eat Blog Talk podcast made just for you food bloggers who are wanting to add value to their businesses and their lives. In today's episode, I will be talking to Elena Shaliga from happykitchen.rocks and we will be discussing taking pretty food photos and using food photography to help bloggers improve their skills as well. Elena is a food photographer, stylist, and blogger at happykitchen.rocks. She has come a long way in the past five years and feels very blessed to be able to share her passion for food photography. Elena created an online food photography course where she shares her knowledge and experience from camera settings to styling tricks to help you take great food photos. Hey, Elena, it's so fun to have a little time with you today. Before we get to our topic... Take just a couple of minutes to tell us something about yourself, your business, or just give us a fun fact.
1: Thank you for the nice introduction, Megan. I can tell you when I was starting out five years ago, I couldn't imagine how my blog will turn out. I mean, as many of us, I've started it as a hobby, you know, but then I realized that I like it so much. I want to make it my full time job. So I started learning, uh, reading articles, ebooks about blogging and photography. And here I am five years later on your podcast. <laughs> if you told me I would be on your podcast five years ago, I certainly wouldn't believe
0: you. <laughs> That's amazing. So you're basically self-taught.
1: Yeah, I, I just took a few courses here, a few articles there. I did a few gigs and...
0: Yeah, that's how I develop my skills. But all stuff that you've sought out on your own. So that's amazing. I love that. I, I love hearing stories of bloggers who just teach themselves or find ways to grow themselves. So truly inspiring.
1: Yeah, thank you. I just really love the uh, visual components of food blogging. Uh, you know, since we're not able to share, smell and taste online yet, we can only imagine what the food tastes like by looking at it.
0: Absolutely. Visuals are important.
1: Yeah. When it looks delicious, then you crave it and you want to make a recipe at home for your family. And for me, as a healthy vegetarian food blogger, it has a special meaning since I'm in that niche um, it's kind of a double win for me to convince people to try a healthier um, diet since um, people generally have little idea about what vegan or vegetarian food tastes like um, and can't think of anything else than a lettuce salad or something. So a bigger goal for me here, also with this course, uh, was to make healthy vegan and vegetarian food um, more attractive to people, to encourage them to try it and enjoy it and just live a healthier lifestyle altogether. And I believe that food photography really helps to make um, vegan food look attractive and approachable to people so they have more
0: incentives to try it absolutely so I spent some time looking through your website this week and I have to tell you that your food photography is incredible oh my goodness like you just said you make a salad look just absolutely delicious so nice work oh thank you you literally make every single thing you photograph look yummy and desirable so it's very clear that photography is one of your blogging strengths so how long did it take for you to really perfect this skill?
1: Well, it started five years ago, but as many of us uh, taking pictures on the kitchen counter with these kitchen lights on, that's how I also started. But um, then I tried to learn about how to improve my um, skills and bought a new camera and you know, started to gradually improve. And I came to a point when there was an interest for a food photography workshop in my local community. So I decided to organize one myself And it was a success. It was last summer. And I mean, participants loved it. It was fun. It was informative. And I enjoyed it just as much. I had five workshops happening last summer, three in English and two in Russian. And every time it was great. But then I could see that like the interest slowly went down since all the people in my town who were interested in food photography have already attended <laughs> my workshops. Oh, right. Yeah, so I couldn't move forward the way I did before, you know. So I just started to think what I can do to kind of keep this going. And I definitely needed a larger audience to proceed, but I wasn't able to travel around to other cities with my workshop at the time because my son was then... Uh, not even two years old. So I started to think about um, an online course or a webinar or something like that, you know, but I had absolutely no idea about uh, how to bring it to life and what to start with. And conveniently, at the last workshop that I hosted um, last year, I met my future video editor, Uh, she was just one of the participants and um, she's a professional graphic designer working with computer animation and video games and this kind of thing. So she was an ideal person to ask to work with me on this um, food photography course. Uh, And what was also great uh, was that we shared similar vision on how we want things to be. And I'm really happy I met her because she did a great job helping me uh, film
0: and edit the course. Well, that's amazing. I love that you just met her at your workshop. You just have no idea what role people are going to play in your lives. So that's really cool that you met her. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So how did things progress from there?
1: When I thought about what I want my course to be, I thought about what course would be useful for me back then when I was starting out and i would probably like it to be informative enough but at the same time not too long and i would need extra information about like how to sell my pictures on shutterstock or like how to do commercial photography because i wasn't just interested in that at at that point in time Um, and most importantly i would like to take a course uh that is video based I mean, we can all read articles online, but I think food photography is a field where visual learning is the most effective. Um, I'm a visual driven individual myself, and I think video is just easier to understand as opposed to eBooks when it comes to food photography and styling. And um, last but not least, I wanted my course to be affordable. And worth its price. I wanted it to be a great investment for beginners or for experienced food photographers who struggle with styling component. Um, and yeah, my priority was to create an easy-to-follow course that is also affordable, but not overloaded with, you know, unnecessary information. So it's kind of straight to the point, and that's what we try to to create. And it's still ongoing, but um, we're planning to launch it in September
0: this year. That's amazing. I'm excited for you. That's such a big endeavor. First of all, I love that you stepped back and kind of viewed the situation from the perspective of a new blogger, because that's really important when you've honed in on a skill. So viewing it as a new blogger and then seeing what they would want and need and then just creating something from that I love that. I think it's amazing that you were able to do that. So you're launching in September. How much work has gone into this? I mean, is this taking over your blog? Are you finding enough time to get through it? Is it like crazy or is it doable?
1: (laughs) Well, That's a good question. I mean, I'm keeping up my blog and I'm kind of even working on it more than before. Uh, But at the same time, I have this course and now the course is almost ready so um, my job is almost done Uh, we filmed it completely now my editor is editing the course and um, making it ready just adding some visual you know visual elements and making it cohesive by that point in time it's mostly promotion that will have to start soon uh, for the pre, um, pre-launch. The course is pretty straight to the point, but um, it's also informative enough and easy to follow for uh, both beginners and experienced photographers. It took us a long time to come to the point when the course is completely done because we wanted to make sure that the information is as easy to digest as possible uh and my video editor did a great job making the videos really cohesive and uh adding visual elements where it's necessary again i'm so thankful we have the same vision of these things <laughs> so i can really rely
0: on her absolutely
1: yeah i just always love the results that she gets and i'm i'm absolutely sure that she did her best
0: Uh, in working on this course. I think it's so amazing when you can find someone that you really jive with like that, just makes the project go so much more smoothly. So that's very cool that you found her.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely grateful for that.
0: So what topics, I'm just curious, are going to be covered in the course?
1: Um, Topics covered in the course kind of starts from basics and then it goes deeper and deeper into food photography. But um, topics include camera gear, Uh, settings and how to shoot in manual mode, focus, natural light and how to work with diffusers and reflectors, Uh, different types of props and how to use them, composition, uh, color theory, uh, how to do action shots, negative space, um, the concept of layers. Etc. Then there is a separate stunning demo and a poor shot demo, which I know people would love because it definitely took me some time to master a perfect poor shot. (laughs) Um, There are also demos showing exactly how to set your camera, how to manipulate natural light, how to select and place props in order to get the look and feel that you're going for, you know, not to put too much props, uh, but also not too little. And later, I'm also planning to add um, an editing module to this. So for now, I kind of go with an idea that um, you can invest in the course and in your camera and start shooting. And once you get good at it, then you can also edit your pictures with Photoshop or Lightroom because... I think it's important not to take your pictures on your phone just without any knowledge of manual settings and then just edit them on Photoshop. I think it's important to first learn how to make your pictures look good without these tools. I mean, yeah, they're easy and sometimes they give you quick results, but at the same time, it doesn't add on to your
0: skill and it's amazing what you can get out of a camera when you really dive in and get to know it like you said it's easy to use a phone but getting to know your camera and the settings can pay off hugely
1: what it did for me and I think uh, other people would also profit from learning how to use your camera, not only for food photography, I mean, to shoot your kids or like capture some memorable moments or things like that. We all need to do it at some point in time, especially when we have a professional
0: camera at home, we have to use it. It's expensive, so you want to get to know it very well, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So it sounds like you're covering a lot of bases, which is great. I think it's going to be very valuable for beginners, but also, do you intend to? address advanced photographers and how will this course help them? Uh,
1: So I think what advanced photographers would get out of this course is that um, if you already know the camera settings and how the light works, I think um, additionally you would be interested in the concept of composition and how to place your items on the picture in order to look the way you want them to look Uh, and put put a stress on where you want it be. So, for example, if you're shooting a salad. Do you want the focus to be on the salad itself or do you want the focus to be on the bowl of salad or do you want your focus to be on a particular element like the sauce or things like that? So I think the composition is a tool. It's a set of tools that gives you an idea of how you can develop your natural creativity in order to get the result that you want to to have. So in this respect, I think the styling part and the composition part Uh, of my course would be helpful for food photographers
0: who are struggling with this, um, you know, with the composition and styling aspects of food photography. One of the things I loved about your photos as I was looking through them was how you capture more of a scene or a feeling. I can tell that you're not just throwing things down and quickly taking pictures. How you really seem to be thinking through what is going on, like what's happening when someone is sitting down to enjoy this salad. So I really love that. So are you addressing anything like that like creating more of a vibe than a photo
1: yeah i'm also addressing that i mean it's important to create some kind of emotion as you said that i create a scene and then i think like what can add on to this scene to make it have a, a, an emotion that i want my uh, audience to have so for example. If you have a bread loaf on the table, you can take a picture that has a feel of freshly baked loaf. You can almost uh, smell it and you can see the, the rustic background board or, or a table and it brings up nice uh, sensations, you know, even physical memories of your body when you were a kid and your grandma was making freshly baked bread or stuff like that. So, yeah, I also address this in my course. I mean, it's also not easy to do and not every food requires this. I think if you want to appeal to emotions, you have to have a lot of props. (laughs) That's the first. Yeah, you have to have a choice, right? Uh, And at the same time, you don't need too much of props for that. So sometimes I'm thinking like, do I need this or I'm better off removing this from the scene? one particular element or two and uh, then sometimes I go for less is more actually I'm just working more on the light and to bring up this this feel and I work more with camera settings, uh, but at the same time, I try to keep my props
0: uh, work for me, not against me. Like you said, it depends on the subject, but sometimes simple is perfect. And sometimes you do need to create more of a scene and invoke those feelings like the bread bringing up memories of childhood or whatever. But yeah, I think it does depend on the food and just like the feeling you're trying to convey. Something else I was going to ask you about was what if a photographer, a food blogger is taking amazing photos, but is just having a really hard time finding their style? Like if you look at their Instagram feed, it's kind of all over the place. How do you recommend people find their personal style? I think
1: the most important is to practice as much as you can. That's the first. I think it's important. And the second thing is uh, look at the pictures of others. Scroll through this Instagram feed and just notice what pictures you like the most and why. Because for me, for example, I realized I really like backlight. I mean, I have nothing against mm-hmm. other types of light, but I really like how the backlight looks like. I mean, it also has its disadvantages, but I quickly noticed that um, I can manipulate that with reflectors and diffusers. So I kind of mostly shoot in backlight. And I think. These small decisions that you take can influence how your style evolves. You can scroll through this feed and say, okay, I like this picture. Where is the light coming from? What are the props? Uh, What are the colors? Can I recreate something similar? Or can I maybe uh, try to change something in order to make it look even better? so I think you have to ask yourself this kind of questions to um, go in the right direction to find what you like personally because in the end of the day what you like is what your style is
0: so basically just noting what you like from other people's feeds or what other people do and then just putting them together to create your own unique style
1: yeah yeah exactly I think that's how it works and also you have to practice and see how it goes I mean you don't have to look at pictures you can also have this, this in your head the the ideal picture of what you want your, uh, I don't know, bowl of soup to be. But in the end, um, it gives you some idea of how other people are working with it. What are they doing? What are the props that they're using? What are the backgrounds? I mean, just general idea of what exists out there and what you might get yourself in order to bring up this nice photography styles that you always dreamed of. I
0: like the simplicity. Also practice makes perfect I mean, the more you do it, obviously, the better you're going to be. So practicing is huge. Even if it's just a little bit every single day, it goes a long way.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just one little thing that you do in order to get better every day. It will go a long way. And in one year, you will see where you've been one year ago if you practiced and you can see the difference. And um, that makes you your. What makes your photos stand out now
0: versus one year ago? Isn't it amazing? Yeah, I look back even a year ago. At the time, I thought I'm doing okay, and I notice things like, "Wow, I should not have been doing that." I mean, every single year I improve upon the last year. So there is such truth to that. If you just consistently do it and keep at it and just keep trying to improve, you will improve over time.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I mean, it's important to also take a moment and kind of evaluate yourself. Like if you've been working on something, I mean, sometimes you don't notice. You think, okay, I do the same every day, but then in the end, you kind of see the difference, and it's amazing how how drastic uh, the the result can be of your uh, learning the, or of your
0: practice. You can really train your eye to get like really picky and focused, and like notice those little things that you didn't see before. Yeah, consistently sticking with it is huge. So I absolutely love how you took. One one of your strengths and that you're using it as a tool to help other food bloggers achieve their own success. I just think that's so inspiring because really, it's a win-win. You are growing your business, but you are also helping so many other people improve their own skills, which will enhance their businesses. So I just think that's so cool. So I love that you saw a need and just capitalized on that.
1: Thank you. That That's my hope for this course, actually, to, to make people interested in food photography and maybe later. Like- it will help them to to get better at their jobs or uh, to take another direction in their business,
0: you know? Absolutely. Would you be willing to share some teasers from your course? I mean, we've covered a little bit already, but some basic photography tips or food styling pointers or anything you're willing to share? Choosing the camera
1: lens and just basic food photography gear if you are an absolute newbie. I mean, it's also important to know what... Um, to buy if you wanna um, have a camera that is really good for food photography, but not too expensive. I mean, I have a a module on that. Then next comes uh, the camera settings and how to make your pictures uh, perfectly sharp, which has to do with um, your settings, your focus, and uh, some other things that I will talk about in this module. Then I'm talking about natural light and how to use diffusers and reflectors and whether you actually need them or not for certain types of light. Then I go on to props and I talk about how to make props um, highlight your food and not to be overwhelming for the viewer's eye. Uh, Then I talk about uh, different ways to create beautiful food images with composition. And I go deep into color theory because I think that is very understudied aspect of wood photography. Because I haven't found a lot of articles about this when I was preparing for the course, so I had to do a, a, um, a lot more research than for other topics. Because color theory is something that can be so powerful, but so kind of left to to your own uh, feel. But sometimes it just have to know how colors work together.
0: Oh, interesting. I love that. I'm a huge proponent of putting color in my photographs, but I guess I've never really considered color theories. So I'm curious to hear that. Like, can you just talk a couple sentences about that? Yeah,
1: sure. For example, I bought this one background board that I loved. And um, I think it was called Indigo Blue or or something like this. And it was like really dark blue, really intense blue. And I was thinking, okay, what goes with this board? And then I just put an orange on this board. And I thought, here it is. I mean, orange and blue, that's like the perfect combination. And then what I also found is that with this board, anything else than orange or uh, like cookie color, you know, anything else wouldn't just match so well. So for example, uh, for the blue it's orange and shades, but, um, you can also choose those colors that are contrasting like here, or you can also go, uh, with, uh, neutrals on your background and kind of build, um, your scene, stressing the whole attention on the food. So you can have really neutral, uh, let's say gray concrete background, and then you can have a gray plate. And if you put a very, very colorful summer salad, like, I don't know, corn, black beans, bell peppers, um, avocados, something like that, on this gray uh, plate, or let it be white on white, this really makes um, the salad grab attention to itself. So you can go with neutrals and have something really bright, Or if your food is not that colorful, like let's say some kind of um, brownish uh, casserole or chocolate chip cookies or stuff like that, then you have to think about more colorful background
0: for this. I love this tip and I was actually going to talk about (laughs) ugly food because some food I mean let's be honest some food is just ugly. Yeah. So I do this too where if it's like a casserole or ground beef or something that's just not appealing I tend to just go overboard with the color not overboard but I like to go bold with the color so I'll choose like Mm. bright red or purples or something really vivid And put it in the background. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, I think there's something to that because, like you said, if there's a salad that already has a lot of bold colors in it, you really don't need to overwhelm the photo with more color. Yeah. So that's when you go neutral. That's such a great tip. I was wondering, are there other things you do to transform more ugly food into beautiful food aside from choosing colorful props? I like to use like herbs, you know, throw in some chives or parsley or something what other tips do you have for ugly food
1: yeah sure like as you said some herbs or um, other garnishes also what works great is um uh, just a spoonful of sour cream or something on top like some kind of um, crumbles or i don't know nachos and chili or an extra layer of salt and pepper on top that will give just a little detail but it will go a long way. I always like to think of it as layering, you know, like one layer is your food and the next layer is your garnishes. And then there is salt and peppers and there is like, I don't know, an extra props, like fabrics, then there, are, there are utensils and you kind of can see at what point you have to stop right <laughs> it's already enough <laughs> of props on the picture so it, it's also important I think not to overdo it because then you don't see the food behind this all props that are surrounding
0: it right that's a good point isn't it amazing what a little sprinkling of pepper can do just one swipe of pepper yeah. can transform an ugly dish into an appealing dish <laughs> yeah that's so true we went off a little bit so I was just intrigued by your color theory but uh <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) To go back to your teasers, you do have a teaser video, correct, to share with people? Yeah, that's true. So That will be amazing. And I will have that posted on Elena's show notes page for anyone who is interested in looking at those. Yeah, sure. Do you have any other tips before we wrap up?
1: I wanted to offer your listeners, uh, Megan, an extra discount for the course. So I think the course will be launched in September this year. But uh, for those who who know that they want to take it they can buy it now with a 50% discount. And for your listeners, I would give an extra 20% discount with a discount code
0: Megan podcast. I think you can post it below the show. Absolutely. I will post all of this information on your show notes page. So it will be there for anyone who's interested. Yeah. So
1: it makes a, a 70% discount, which is pretty great, I think. Thank you. That's amazing. And also, what I want to do is I want to create an affiliate program for this course. So if you are a food blogger and want to be an affiliate for my course, just shoot me an email at elena, E L E N A, at happykitchen.rocks.
0: And I'll get back to you there details. That's amazing. Thank you for that offer. I am sure people will take you up on that. And I'm really excited to see how this goes for you. It's such an exciting venture. Oh, me too.
1: We're just starting out with the sale, so I have no idea yet. But I'm
0: hoping it will be a success, just like my workshops. I am hoping so as well. And I was just going to end with, do you have any suggestions for food bloggers who want to branch out like you have and take on a new venture similar to what you've done? Any words of advice or encouragement for bloggers in this situation? I would say follow your passion and
1: make it your job. Because everyone has something they're really good at. And if you don't like your jobs, then maybe you have to ask yourself what your true passion is. Because at the end of the day, all successful people are passionate about what they're doing and what makes them successful. And everything else just doesn't make sense. I mean, you can work a nine-to-five corporate job and love it, but you can also hate it and feel the pressure to to live like this. So I think sometimes you have to really stop for a moment and think what's important for you, what you really like and what you're good at and what you uh, enjoy doing the most, and then just try to master it. And that's also my hope for the food photography course. That I created that it might actually help people to find the right direction in life, that people who wanna do food photography will get better at it and after a time their passion can turn into a job, just like it turned for me. So once again, follow your passion and make it your
0: job. I love that. I love that your passion and your strength also aligns with helping people out because I'm huge into lifting people up in this uh, food blogging industry. I think that's such an important part of this whole thing. So I love that. I love that you're kind of combining all three of those things. Make it work. So nice work. I'm super excited for you, Elena. Oh, thanks so much. And I know that people listening are going to find value as well and everything that you've shared with us today before you go do you have a favorite quote or other words of inspiration for our fellow food bloggers as i
1: said follow your passion and think about what's important for you at that moment in time and just try to break the circle of routines to see what's really important and concentrate on that because that's what brings you to success and that's what makes your life
0: meaningful. I love it. So like Elena mentioned, she has a list of resources relating to food photography and she is also offering a killer discount off of her photography course for Eat Blog Talk listeners. And all of this information will be found on her show notes page at eatblogtalk.com forward slash Elena. And that is spelled E-L-E-N-A. So Elena, tell my listeners the best place to find you online.
1: Um, I blog at uh, happykitchen.rocks. That's my blog. And I have Instagram. I have um, Facebook. And my email is Elena, E-L-E-N-A at happykitchen.rocks. So you can email me with any questions you might have whatsoever about my course or about anything else. I'm open to anything.
0: Great. Well, thank you for being here, Elena. And thanks for listening today, food bloggers. And I will catch you here next time.